Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Hello and welcome back to the Fit for Life uh, podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. It's good to see you. I hope you're well. Uh, or hear you, even though I can't hear you. I'm just, I'm just going to shut up now. Uh, episode 7. Um, so, today's uh, episode, we're going to be continuing with the previous um, subject of um, obesity. I'm um, talking about what it's like to be obese. And today's uh, last is going to be about, you know, should you be looking to lose weight? Um, and what you should do if your goal is to lose weight, what I, what I would personally suggest that you do to lose weight and to improve your health um, and to improve your life, okay? So let's get straight into things here. So obesity, um, you know, should you be looking to lose weight? Are you, you know, is, is your waist large? Are you conscious of your weight? How do you feel within yourself? I think is the biggest cues that I always say to people. I think, um, no one should ever force you to change the way that you are if you're happy. You know, I think if, if you're happy being the way that you are, then no one has any place to say to you, you know, and their opinion is irrelevant in retrospect. Um, because if you're the way you are and you're happy being the way you are and you're confident and there's no depression, there's no nothing there, then terrific. Goodbye. See you later. Um, but however, if you're not happy being the way you are, and you are self-conscious, and you do think that you need to lose weight, then maybe it's time that you did. Um, you know, having more weight on us means that as we get older, we are going to start getting serious health consequences, okay? This could be diabetes. This could be uh, cardiovascular disease. This could be in the age of a heart attack, a stroke, um, and there's other other many many things that um, could crop up too. They're the the serious top four, if I'm honest. It'll be quite pretty darn life changing, if I'm completely honest. Um, so if you choose not to do anything about your weight, then there's a high likelihood that you're going to fall into one of those categories as you're getting older. And as you get older, the the risk and the chances increase, increase, increase as you go through every ten eight ten years of life. Um, you know, a lot of the ailments and illnesses right now across the world and the, and the planet, especially the the US and the UK, a lot of them are contributed to from being bigger um, because, as I said, we are in an obesity pandemic. You know, I said about this in a few episodes ago. Um, and, you know, the amount of stress and strain this would take off the NHS, I'm talking about specifically in the UK here now, if people choose, chose to be a bit healthier, eat a little less, get X amount of steps in a day. You know, as, as I said in a previous episode about the the insurance provider about the um, reward people for doing X amount of steps a day and for keep, and doing a few workouts a week. Imagine if we had a healthcare system in place that was similar to that, that gave people activity watches that, that meant that rewarded people um, for doing X amount of steps a day, 
for being active, for working out. Because in them doing that means that the health is better, they're keeping the body weight down, therefore less likely they're going to need to put an impact on the NHS and the healthcare system. Therefore, meaning it's, it's less overspread, less overrun, doesn't need as much money financing into it, and X, Y, Z, and takes a massive pressure off our healthcare system. What a mental, crazy, brilliant idea. Um, <laughs> sorry, just trying to uh, completely go for Prime Minister here. Um but no, but something so simple could have such a massive impact on our healthcare system. Something so freaking simple, just people just being a bit more active and moving a bit more, eating a little bit healthier, can have such a massive impact on this country. With small, small changes, not seem like I'm not even talking about massive dramatic changes here, just small ones. It, it you know, it, it blows my mind that there's nothing like that already here. So especially in today's day and age. But anyway, I'm veering off as uh, to what I usually do. Um, so yeah, so if, if you're bigger, as I say anyway, um, there's probably, you know, from looking at a health perspective and the time we planet on this planet perspective, you know, there's probably a, a, a positive to losing weight and keeping that weight off you for the rest of your life. But the only person that should ever come up to you and say this to you is a healthcare professional. Maybe that be a doctor, someone that you've got an appointment with in a hospital, a dietitian, um, maybe a trainer if they've done your your health statistics, looking at your body measurements, your height, your weight, looking at the the BMI scale. The BMI scale, which, by the way, is very outdated. It's very much for the average Tom, Dick, and Harry. Um, like me and myself now, I'm pretty lean, got a good amount of muscle on me, but I think I'm 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 going towards the amber part of the BMI scale because I'm heavy because the muscle on me, but it doesn't take taper that into consideration. Um, but for the average people that don't do an awful lot of weight training like myself, it is a good average baseline for the majority of people, but I do think that will change very soon. Um, so, you know, unless one of those people have sat down to you and said, you know, you could benefit from losing weight, you know, no one else in the public really has any right to come up to you and say to you that you should either lose weight or if you're the other side of the coin, put weight on. The most important thing that I, I preach to anyone is that you are happy in your body and, you know, you're happy the way you are. No one has any right to force you or to bully you or anything into being any different because it doesn't matter. All that's, that's happy is that you are happy the way you are. Um, and as long as you're happy, it doesn't matter what anyone else says to you. If you're bigger, if you're smaller, if you're a circle, if you're a square, if you're a unicorn, no matter what you are, if you're happy the, the way you are, you stay with the way you are. Um, however, if you're not and there's a confidence issue and your weight, is contributing to an issue that could be a future issue, then it could be beneficial for you to drop a bit of weight. It could be beneficial for you to start to move a little more. It could be beneficial for you to start following a calorie restriction that I'm going to obviously talk about in this video um, to you about. Um, because at the end of the day, the one thing that we can't get back in life is time. And I'm pretty damn sure nine out of 10 people want to make the most out of the time they have on this planet. Now, obviously, we can't always control the time on this planet, there's other illnesses and, and illnesses that we can get regardless of our body weight. Um, however, if staying a little bit healthier within our body weight means that we've got a greater chance of living for a longer time, if us staying a bit healthier, a bit leaner means that we've got actually a greater positive chance of fighting off a serious ailment or illness, then it's something that we should seriously start considering and looking at and thinking, well, maybe I should be looking after my health. Maybe I should be looking at, to be a little bit leaner and, and sustainable, you know, a lifestyle change to keep me fit and healthy. Um, because so many people just get ignorant. 
ignorance is bliss for the majority of people. Like we're so accepting as society that when we people get into a new relationship and you see something like two, a couple that got together six months in and they may have put on like a, a stone or two each and society just looks at them and just goes, ah, oh, they're in the new relationship phase. And that just seemed like, like deemed as being normal. If that couple had polar opposite started binge drinking every day and got liver toxicity, that would be looked at a completely different way, wouldn't it? You're abusing the body. You're, you're, you're pretty much, you know, killing yourself to an extent. And But they're doing it with food. But we're just very accepting. and just go, well, they'll just put a, a, a couple of stone on because they're, they're happier together, you know? Um, we look at these things so accepting and just so, like, so chill. I'm just, I, just, I just don't get it to an extent. I don't, it's still abusing food. It's still abusing how much we put in us. Um, and it's, it's too far, you know, left wing. Um, so it should all be about balance and it should be about maintaining a fit and healthy lifestyle and diet. But as I said, you know, the, the biggest thing I want to push out here, you know, through saying all of this is that no one's got the right to tell you that you should be any other way that you are. If you're happy the way you are, then stay the way you are. I will always say when I was bigger, I always relate everything to myself because obviously I've been bigger, um, that when I was bigger, I never, and, and you can ask any of my close friends or family, I never once bitched or got upset or complained about being bigger myself because I knew that hand and heart, the only person that could change my situation was me. The person that probably got me into my situation was probably me. And my and my choices are probably, I mean, not probably, I don't know, completely me because when I it started coming on when I was younger, but then I didn't want to be active. I didn't want to eat healthy foods. I didn't want to play sport. So the things I chose and didn't want to do didn't obviously help me getting to me to where I was. But I always knew the back of my mind that the reason that me getting to where I got to was my own fault and my own doing for whatever reason. And the only person that could ever change that was me. So I never used to say to people, oh, I need to go on a diet. I need to start exercising. I need to start doing this. I need to start doing that. Because I just knew that if I was, if I was under deaf ears, I knew that if, if any, the only person that can change the way that I was was myself. No one else can do it for me. I can bitch and cry as much as I like, but it's never going to change. Maybe that's why I went into being a recluse. Maybe that's why I just confine myself in, in these four walls playing video games and just disconnected from society because... That was easier than putting pen to paper and sorting my life out, even though I didn't have the knowledge to do that. Um, you know, maybe that's that's why I I, I did I went that 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 way and, and did that. Perhaps I I don't know. I don't have all the answers here. I'm not old knowledge and all knowing. Um, but yeah, I just want I wanted to get that across. You know, you ask any of my close friends and family. I never once bitched or anything about being bigger. I knew that it was down to me to change it. And one day I did get that light bulb moment. I did think, right, I need to sort my shit out now because I'm 18 stone. Next is going to be 20 stone. Next is going to be diabetes. Next is going to be clothes not fitting me at all. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse from here on out. So I need to sort myself out. And that's 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 what triggered me. Again, because I wanted to live a long time. I didn't want to just, I, didn't want, I knew that if I continued in the lifestyle that I was in, I would have gotten bigger. And there'd have been serious health issues there. Serious health issues there um, that are irreversible. And I, I and I put a hand on heart now. I want to live as long as I can. I want to be on this planet for as long as I possibly can. I don't want to have a, you know, I don't want to do anything that's going to shorten my lifespan here because time is viable and we'll live as long as, as I possibly could. So if you want to lose weight, what should you be doing? What do I advise or advocate if you're looking to get fit and getting healthy and to, and to losing weight? So as we've seen now, the biggest two words that are on in the fitness industry right now, uh, more so than ever, is the words calorie and deficit. And that's what we need to lose weight, whether we like it or not. 
we need to follow a calorie deficit. Um, we all have a baseline amount of calories that we need to maintain our weight. It's different for everybody, male to female, depending on your height, depending on your activity level, depending on all of these things, depends on how many calories you should consume a day to maintain your weight. Okay? So, once we figured out what you need to maintain your weight, which you can do from going online, find a calorie calculator, um, and then you can find out your maintenance calories. Okay, so that's what we need to do first of all. Find out what your maintenance calories are. Okay, once we find out what your maintenance calories are, then I suggest for the majority of people, start eating to maintenance. You'll find that nine times out of 10 for the majority of people eating at maintenance calories, you'll probably lose a good bit of weight for a good three, three to four to five to six weeks. Majority of that won't even be fat, it'll be water retention. Um, so from just following our maintenance calories means that we will drop weight. And then when, you know, I, I say, to, I preach to many people, weighing at least, weighing yourself at least once a week. Um, and then from achieving that, we then bring yourself into calorie deficit. Again, by the notebook, it says that we subtract 500 calories to be losing 500 calories a day over seven days, over a span of a week, which is 3,500 calories, which means on paper, we should be losing between a pound or two of body fat a week, okay? However, we are not robots. <laughs> we don't have to be quite as severe as that. I'm always about people dieting and losing weight as slow and controlled as possible because the slower that we lose weight, the more sustainable it is. If you cut calories to drastically and too quickly, it means the likelihood of us getting hungry and wanting to binge, um, the likelihood of that happening a lot higher. So the slower we go, the more sustainable it is, the more controlled it is. And yeah, so I'd recommend for the majority of people, maintain calories and then bring yourself into deficit and do this, take 200 off. So example, if, if this, I'm just th spitting out some numbers here. Example, example, your maintenance calories is 2,000, right? Bring yourself down to 1,800 calories, yeah? Follow that for two weeks. And then after two weeks, see what you weigh. Has your weight come down? Is it the same? Have you been tracking your calories using something like my fitness palette, for example, that is what I get majority of my clientele to do? And then from doing that for two weeks, has your weight changed? If your weight has gone down, boom, keep where you are. Do it for another week or two. See if your weight continues to adjust. After the two weeks, if your weight is the same, then maybe bring it down by another 50 or 100 calories. And then if after that, then bring down further. And that's the way to do it, really. And you're looking for a controlled deficit of, you know, controlled weight loss of between, as I said, anything between half a pound to two pounds a week is bang and tidy. Two pounds is probably a little bit too drastic. Somewhere between 0.5 to one to 1.5 pound a week is bang and tidy. Um, and that is sustainable. And it means you can lose weight sustainably for a longer period of time because if you cut any more drastically than that, you're just going to binge. A lot of people that will cut ridiculously Monday to Friday will then binge at the weekends because in the week, they're, they're too restricted. So in the weekends, they're so, 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 so hungry because they're restricted so much that they just want to eat the world. And then when it comes to Saturday, Sunday, they eat the world, happy days, so happy, come back to Monday, full of water, uh, water retention central, feel like flabby, feel um, a little bloated, and they, they, they cut ridiculously again from the Monday again up until Monday to Friday. And then the weekend again, they binge out and then they wonder why they never get anywhere because the calories that they binge on at the weekend outweighs what they restricted in the week. So they just keep going dancing in circles and circles and circles and never really getting to where they want to be. 
So from doing it in a slower controlled approach means it's more sustainable, means we can keep to it for a longer period of time, means that we tick boxes. And then after about 12 weeks, I recommend for anyone to be taking a diet break for a week or two, then back into the deficit again. Um, because from always running in a deficit, um, we're always running a, a little bit on empty. And our glycogen stores and things are getting empty and empty. Glycogen is a fuel that fills our muscle, what we get from eating carbs and obviously calories. Calories is energy. Um, and you know, eventually these stores get lower and lower and lower because we're running a deficit for such a long period of time. So diet break means that we, we refill these glycogen stores that we're starting to feel good and a bit more um, probably switched on mentally. So then that when we get back in the dieting phase, we can push a little bit harder. And that's the best way to kind of look at doing things. Um, a calorie approach for the majority, I, I do recommend um, because calories are everything. Um, through using an, an app like my fitness pal, looking at the back of packs and just start being accountable. Um, and that from the get-go, without even looking at getting into the gym, without even looking at getting any exercising, any movement or anything like that, you already start to lose weight um, pretty darn quickly if, if, if someone's never done this before. Um, and in doing that, we'll start to make you feel better, give you more body confidence, make you feel better within yourself, which I think is pretty darn important. And then as you start to progress, you can then start looking at your step counts. Can you start to move a little more? If you never walk, let's start trying to do two half an hour or two hour walks a week on every, every Tuesday, Thursday or one on a Wednesday, one on a Saturday and start with that. Then stop after that gets easier if you've not walked for a long time, interject that into three or four times a week. Then when that gets easier, interject it into five or six days of the week and building that over time. And then as you get more confident through that, then start thinking, maybe I should get into a gym. Maybe I should go and try a class. Maybe I should go and try a little bit of weight training and try something new. Try a sport that you love doing. The, the biggest secret of trying to lose weight and make a lifestyle change, that's what it is because at the end of the day, losing weight isn't a short-term fix because a short-term fix losing weight will be drastic, a 12-week cycle. After 12 weeks, you just fall off the bandwagon, go back to the way you were before and what will happen, the weight and everything will come back on and they'll be wondering about how the hell you got back to where you were because nothing truly changed. Through looking at calories and through looking at the, the, the tips and tricks that I'm, I'm talking about here will mean that the changes that you make here will last forever. You're not going to have to cal count calories forever. You're not going to have to um, use my fitness pal forever, but you do have to draw a line of sign and realize that there's going to be a point where you have to educate and learn. You know, this could be three months, this could be six months. It doesn't really matter, if I'm honest. As long as it takes for you to kind of get clued up, switched on and realize that, you know, what is in the things you're eating, where you're going wrong and what you need to change to get yourself to where you need to be. And then when you get to, to where you need to be, you are just then more pushing your calories up higher, keeping with the activity, continuing going, exercising, doing classes, just sport that you love, going to the gym, no matter what it is. Um, keeping with that and, and making it a feel-good process that you enjoy doing, something that you can do week in, week out, not going and training like a dickhead five or six days a week, but going and training in a routine that you can stick to two to three times a week. Even go with a friend, absolutely fantastic. Even go with a training partner, absolutely fantastic. Even get yourself an online coach, higher, or a PT, if you're in Southport, higher, um, to keep you on point and on track or in your gym if you know a PT that you like. Fantastic, keep you motivated, keep you pushing on. And in doing this, we'll, we'll, we'll create a habit and a routine that you can keep doing for the rest of your life because fitness is no A to B. You don't get it in the short term. Fitness is something you want to keep pressing and sustaining for the rest of your life. It's no short term fix. It's about a healthy habit 
and routine that is sustainable that you can keep doing week in, week out, that's going to keep you fit, going to keep you healthy, keep you getting strong, keep you working towards your goal and get you to, most importantly, to where you want to be. And as I said, you need to start from the ground up, from looking at your calories, start looking at how much act, how active you are, how you're moving. You know, getting a Fitbit or an activity tracker, yes, they are not 100% accurate, but they make you aware of how much you're moving and how much you're not moving, I think, which is more important. Um, through wearing an activity tracker or something like that will mean that it makes you more aware of how many steps you're doing, how much more you should be doing than what you're already doing. I think a lot of people that wear them either goes two ways either realize how inactive they are or actually realize actually i'm pretty darn active um so i think it has a positive um outcome either way but just makes you more aware of how much you're moving how much more you should be moving and that on top of following a calorie deficit on top of moving more on top of finding a sport that you love doing that is sustainable and you can keep doing mean that you will begin to lose weight and on the path to success um, when I lost weight, I had no clue what I was doing at all. I literally started to be more active. I was on my feet more at work. So me being on my feet more at work meant that I was increasing my steps. So my steps counts probably went from probably maybe 4,000, no, let's say 7,000 a day up to probably 12 to 15K a day easy. That was one thing that big changed for me. I was one of those zealots that cut carbs on the diets. Well, actually, I didn't cut carbs, actually. I, I stripped to bare basics. I think my breakfast used to be... Uh, Weetabix, I did snow, there was sugar. Um, my lunch used to be uh, beans and toast, but I was strict. I had a small tin with two pieces of bread. Then my dinner every day was literally sweet and sour chicken and rice. That was my diet literally day in, day out for probably best part of a year. Um, that with moving more, uh, steps increased in work. I was cycling to work back, backwards and forwards. And then I started trying to do a bit of jogging um, outside um, every couple of days. And that was my, my first routine. I think I lost a, probably a good two stone through doing that first. And then as my eyes wandered, I thought I'd want to be a bit more active. I started developing those little jogs into runs. I got myself into the gym. Um, I got a bit more strict with my diet. So, you know, so the, I started looking more at like protein-based things. The, the, I'm pretty sure the weedy bits continued for quite a long period of time. But I substituted the, uh, what do we call it, the beans and toast for chicken and green beans with barbecue sauce. And my evening meal was also, it was either uh, tikka masala, um, chicken, barbecue sauce, and green beans, and rice in the evening meal, uh, or sweet and sour. That was pretty much the excitement of my diet week in, week out. I'd have like a, a, a treat-ish meal at the weekend one on a Saturday, which would be like a Domino's takeaway because I adored pizza. And that was my routine. And that with the uh, activity of the, the steps that didn't work, which increased, increased because I got promoted in work. So I went from being part-time, doing like t probably 12 to 15K steps a day up to being, a man to being a full time sorry, getting more towards 15 to 22K steps a day in work. Therefore, increasing my calorie output in work. I was cycling to work. I was doing the runs too. I was eating better. Um, still not limiting myself from having like a chocolate bar and stuff here and there if I wanted to. Um, so... In, inherently there the, th the things I did there was kind of like what I've just told you to do with this but just not from an actual pen to paper approach of actually doing it um, intentionally all that stuff was done intentionally but not as good as what it could have been I probably didn't need to be quite as strict in my diet um, you know I, I probably should have got into the gym sooner because going to the gym builds muscle gives you more tone and de definition more shape to your physique from building muscle um, there's things that could have been done sooner I probably could have got results quicker if I was more like you know, implying the principles I talk about here, the things I'm talking about in this 
episode is building you from the ground up, get, getting you in the knowledge from the get-go. I did all that stuff on my own for two years with no knowledge base whatsoever and then start looking at gymming and in, into nutrition a bit more. With nutrition, to be honest, I was still quite late to the show. Um, I only started looking at nutrition properly, properly seven, eight years ago, I started properly looking at calories and protein and bits like that, like proper in-depth. Um, so, you know, I was still, still quite late to the show with that, but I, I got very much into my weight training quite quickly. I, I was very much into running a lot as well because running is great too, for weight loss especially. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's a little habits and trips, tips and tricks that I did. Um, and as I said, the things that I, I, I spoke about previously, I kind of did without knowing just from a knowledge base of trying to be better and healthier and trying to move more, and it all worked. Uh, but as I said in my previous episodes, I got to a point where I was so, 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 I was skin and bone. I literally lost everything. And then I built muscle from the ground up then, which is harder. You know, a lot of people that are bigger, you start weight training. When you're bigger, you can build muscle a lot quicker because you got excess fat on you, which is stored energy, which helps you build muscle. So it's kind of like um, a better place to start at. So I went the harder way of losing all the weight first, got skinny as hell, and then built my muscular foundation from the ground up then, um, and I fell in love with the process. Um, but anyway, I'm getting off topic there. Um, but, you know, from doing the things that I've spoke about previously will mean that you'll lose weight slowly, controlled over time, um, and get you to where you want to be. And the more, the, I always say to anyone, the slower you can lose it, the better, because it's more sustainable and it's more of a lifestyle change. That's what needs to be here. A lifestyle change for you to um, interject into your life to be there for the rest of your life, to make sure you stay fit and healthy forever, to make sure you don't yo-yo diet and put all the weight back on. That's a lot of problem with all the diets and, and things out there that I'll talk more so in another episode. Um, a majority of the diets out there for weight loss, um, keto, paleo, not paleo, sorry, keto, um, low carb, or the Cambridge, or there's so many, um, Slimmerworld, and such forth like that. A lot of them are unsustainable. And the minute you start following them and you go back to your normal way of eating, the weight just comes back on. You never really cure the ground root of the issue. And the ground root of the issue is the way that you currently live. You know, as I said, the inactivity, the eating too much, eating too much of the wrong foods, um, where we should be eating better. And better food choices, moving more, uh, living a balanced lifestyle, which is what I very much advocate on this uh, on this podcast and my coaching style, you know. And yeah, so I'm going to wrap that up there. Um, almost, I'm not going to lie, I almost didn't record that today because it's very late. I had a very long day today. Um, as you know, I am transparent AF. I is very late here. This is well lit. I've got fake lighting here. If you're watching this on the YouTube, hello. Um, and as I said, um, yeah, I hope this helps kind of... Um, discovering if you should be losing weight and uh, so the, the basics that you should be doing if you do want to lose weight obviously if you want help with an online coach um at coach by alan on instagram on social on facebook um this podcast is the fit for life podcast on spotify on apple podcasts and on youtube and um, so please do subscribe give me a rating tell me what you think of me uh, give me a follow share me to your friends and family that'd be epic for me as well the more we get uh, the name about this out there the better success this will be and the more hopefully content i can do in the future maybe i can start doing two episodes a week and stuff in the future that'd be absolutely epic wouldn't it um but again i didn't say at the start but again thank you for all your feedback i have people that message me um, the minute i put it up and people listen to it straight away i'm like well impressed i'm like wow um people are like i i'll, I'll upload it and within the hour i'm getting messages of people i'm like bloody hell it's truth so thank you for listening i do uh truly appreciate it i 
thank you taking time out of your day to listen to me harp on um as i said if you have any subjects you want me to cover in future episodes don't hesitate to drop me a message or a line um i'll you know seriously write them down and see what i can do with it um but yeah so i hope this helps i hope this uh, gives you some value and some knowledge um and i'll catch you guys on the next episode uh, this is alan signing out that is a wrap and i'll see you guys on the next one next week have a good week and i'll speak to you soon